Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Kyle Beats podcast, episode six. We're moving, we're doing it every single week. I'm putting one of these out every single week, every Wednesday right now is my schedule. Today, today's episode, probably my favorite episode so far. I have Taz Taylor of Internet Money on the podcast today. If for some reason you don't know who Taz is, he's basically the creator of internet money. He came up humble beginnings as a tight beat producer, putting out his beats online and kind of like was one of those people that kind of took over the YouTube game like early on and the YouTube type beat game made a lot of money. And in the past like couple years has built this team of internet producers that you guys know as internet money he's he's really built a brotherhood behind internet money and now it's at the point where they're an official record label they're getting pub deals they're signing artists we talked about so much in this episode we talked about everything um his most recent placement with uh him and jr hitmaker on the drake album we talk about xxx tentacion we talk about what it took to sign his label we talk about type Pete producers we I asked him what would you give advice to someone starting off today he talks about how he even started making beats I mean we literally I tried to touch on every single aspect um, and it is a phenomenal podcast I've listened to it twice and uh, it's very inspiring especially for people who not only want to sell beats but want to want to kind of do more after that um, which is probably most people and a lot of things we get into too is just the music business and what really goes behind everything and and uh there is a lot of stuff you don't see behind the scenes and he talks about that but yeah i'm i'm gonna stop talking without further ado let's get into it if you have not left a review please go do so we get past 100 reviews so thank you guys so much for the support i've gotten so much great support um if you use the code kb podcast you can get 25%, I think it's 25%, off of Beats and Drum Kits um, off of KyleBeats.com if you're interested in that. If you're not, if you don't want Beats or Drum Kits and you're just listening, then thank you for listening. But yeah, that's it. That's the intro. Let's get into episode six of the Kyle Beats podcast in three, two, one. Alrighty then, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to episode six of the podcast. A very special episode today. This guy does not really need an introduction, but I'm gonna give him one anyways. Um, the person who got me into selling beats on the internet, multi-platinum, the creator of internet money, and many more things on top of that. What's good, bro? Taz Taylor in the building. Uh, what's up, bro? What's up? So what's going on, man? This is the first time we've ever talked, <laughs> ever. I know, yeah. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Um, I'm cool, man. I'm on LA working. You know, you hit me to do this podcast, and I decided I wanted to do it because you know you're the homie and shit. And I feel like it's a good way to, like, I don't know, talk about a lot of shit people don't get to hear. So. Yeah, for sure. How how is how long have you guys been in LA now? Like, when did you? How long has it been since you got that house? Uh, we moved here June fourth, so I've been out here since June fourth. Sam, seems like seems like longer <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, it, it feels like. I mean, you're here every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you like it since you've moved there? Uh, I mean, it's cool, bro. It's different as fuck out here. Like the people are weird, but 
Yeah. I mean, I get to spend every day with, you know, my brothers and shit, just making beats and doing studio sessions with, like, some of the biggest artists and, you know, definitely on my label shit, bringing my artists out here. And it's just, I don't know, I really wouldn't trade it for anything else right now. Yeah, it's crazy. But, all right, before we get into all that stuff, for someone who... For someone who may not know you for some reason, maybe they're just hopping on the like the beat stuff today, and they just see internet money and all this stuff. It's kind of been developed. Why don't you go through a little quick background of kind of like where you came from, the come up, the beat come up, the the whole thing. Just a quick background story of who you are. Man, do you know how long that would be? <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick one, a brief one. Oh, so I um, man, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so I was I was a music producer. I was actually a graphic designer on a website. I dropped out in the seventh grade, so I was doing like graphic designs on the shit in, on the internet. I was on this forum, and in their uh, in their downtime, they make beats and shit. So that's how I got introduced to FL Studio. Um, and I just started making beats from there, and then I really just stopped doing graphic shit and really just focused on beats. Then I just started selling beats online. And then, you know, I slowly over like a three, four year period of time became one of the biggest internet producers out there. And like, I would say forefront for like, I don't know, I really defended a lot of internet producers and spoke for a lot of them and stood up the ground for a lot of internet producers. And then after that, I got bored with it and uh, I decided to just do internet money and we jumped to the industry and here we are. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like those vlogs really, cause for me, um, I think I think I tweeted this out. You probably heard it before, but f- like once I saw those vlogs of you, just like you were posting vlogs every single day of just like right. day in the life. I think once I saw those and like you were literally showing PayPal statements and then just like I don't know, just doing all the stuff. It was the coolest thing on earth. Like just being able to make beats for a living. Um, I right. think those vlogs are what did it for me. And when it comes to like the whole Taz Taylor, like brand and, and then everybody still talks about them vlogs today bro it's just like i i kind of cringe at them because it was like a transition point in my life but yeah i don't know i i, I kind of ruined i kind of ruined the game for everybody by posting how much i made because i was you know like coming up at a time where like johnny giuliano and superstar and vibe and all these people right they you would kind of hear people talk about how much money they make or shit like that but they would never say how much money they made yeah so it'd be like, oh, I don't know how much money they're actually making type shit. And, um... Yeah, I mean, it, it was very specific because <laughs> you were literally showing, like, the actual, yeah, like, yeah. numbers. So, like, yeah, so I was showing people, like, I was making, like, 10, 15 grand a month. And then, you know, it's... <laughs> Bro, that... It kind of it fucked it up because then everybody kind of started doing what happened, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think, like... Aside from that, maybe maybe people shouldn't like show their exact PayPal statements. But I think just like you know, just telling what you know and giving out the the free uh, the free knowledge, just dropping knowledge on the internet for free is. I think it's a good way to do it because you you kind of build like a um, like a connection and people are learning from it and then I don't know they're super grateful for it and I think it builds a connection with your audience when you just give out all the free stuff and just be honest about everything too. I feel like that yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what you do a lot is just like you just literally whatever's on your mind you just say it or like Yeah, whatever. and I mean I, I rub a lot of people the wrong way. Shit, I'm I'm now in the like the period where label people are telling me I talk too much or I give my hand away too much. 
and I had to learn to keep it to the vest and be quiet and move like that. But they don't understand this is how I've always been. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I just, I've never been the type to hold my tongue for anybody or anything like that. Well, I think, I think the truth, just like long term, just speaking the truth, is pays off like in the end. Like long term, yeah, it's I, like. I, I, I'd much rather like die for something I stand for as opposed to shut up and just like get by being a coward, not speaking how I really feel. Exactly. But um, would you ever think of like now that you've kind of settled into LA a little bit, the internet money is an official label. We can talk about that too. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of shit to talk about. Uh, I know we we really do. But um, do you think you'll ever want to like? not necessarily bring back the vlogs but bring back start building the taz taylor brand because like the whole like internet like is is just such a good way to i feel like everything's just turning towards the internet now um Mm -hmm. when it comes to like branding like aside from like obviously type beats is a whole different thing but like when it comes to like having a daily vlog or having your own podcast or having something um built around the Taz Taylor brand. Would you ever want to do that in the future? Uh, that was actually the plan when I, you know, moved out here to LA. Uh, I was just going to take my YouTube channel and all my subs and really just start like doing daily vlogs and shit and showing people the studio sessions and what really goes on in the house. Cause you know, I, there's a lot of people who actually hit me up to be like, I know this shit's like fabricated. Like there's no way that all y'all live in the same house and just get along or like, really just work on music together. Y'all gotta like secretly hate each other. They secretly don't live there, some shit like that, but it's really that. So I was really just gonna do that from a point to like showcase everybody like how, how connected internet money is and how much we really love each other and type shit. But like literally a week, actually it was the same day X died. So I was like super emotional and shit. Mm. And uh, my manager Bird was out here in LA and he surprised me. Like I was walking out to my kitchen to like get something to drink or some shit. And he had the people from fucking E outside of my fucking house just chilling out back. Really? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I just did a whole, like, an actual contract. So I can't film myself, period, none of that, because they have the rights. And I'm doing a whole reality TV show. Oh, really? Are they, so, like, they're moving forward with that? Yeah, we already signed the thing every time. Oh, did, shit. Like, I thought, crazy I thought. Crazy amount per episode, all that shit. That's so legit. And that's going to be on, like, real, like, regular TV? Yeah. And the thing is, like, um, as soon as I signed that contract, there's there's a streaming platform, a really big one, that came to my house and approached me about doing a real-life documentary I wanted to do. Like, a reality TV show day-to-day, internet money thinks one thing, but to, like, go into depth of, like, Taz Taylor and my life and how I got here type shit. Yeah. It's a whole different one. I wanted to do that. I couldn't even do that because it just conflicted with my contract with, the, you know, the TV show. That's going to be sick. <laughs> I'm hyped to watch that. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's going to be crazy, bro, for sure. Like, literally every day, like, something goes on in the house. We're like, bro, why ain't they here filming yet, bro? Like, because, you know, they haven't started the filming process. Yeah. Like, this shit would be crazy. That's what I was telling, like, oh, when I was talking to Nick, I was just like, because, like, you'll look back on, like, this and be like, dude, what the fuck? I wish I just had, like, one clip from just, like, a day in the life. Because you yeah. guys are doing crazy shit right now. Every day, bro, it's just like we, we like talk to each other. We're like, yo, like when we're 60 years old and we got like kids and, you know, we're in a house and we're away from music or whatever, we're going to look back on this shit and be like, I missed that. I'm glad I lived that type shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Um, 
But yeah, so tell me about the, uh, you just got a placement on, I know you have a bunch of other placements and stuff, but um, the, the Drake, <laughs> the Scorpion album was Brand. a recent uh, big placement. <laughs> tell me how that one came across. We had no idea. So me and, me and JR did this kit where like we did the melodies and everything. And um, we had no idea. We were in a smoke perp session. And then it was literally because, you know, we're on the West Coast, so everything drops at midnight. It yeah. drops at 9 p.m. here. So we were literally, we just walked into the smoke perp session. He was cutting one of our records. And perp didn't like one of, none of us to be in the studio when he was recording. So we were at No Name Studios, and they got a ping pong table right outside the studio, like the booth. Mm-hmm. So um, me and JR was out there, like, while he was recording our song, listening to Scorpion. It just dropped. And we, I literally had the phone on the ping pong table. We're sitting there playing ping pong. And um, we start skimming through the songs because we're like, man, what if one of these was just like our <laughs> melody or something? And you know what's funny? I remember during the day being like just in the group chat like, bro, we're going to be on this album. I fucking know it. I fucking know we're going to be on this album. And they were just like, man, that would be crazy. I'm like, I feel it. I feel it. I swear. So we're sitting there and like Blue Tent comes on. Me and JR are like, yo, what the fuck? This is, this is that shit. This is that shit. So we run in the booth. Perp is like cutting like he's recording and we're like shut the fuck up like yo hold on and I get like the ox and I plug in the computer and I'm going through the loops I'm like this is the loop this is the loop what the fuck this like this is the shit so this is like 903 at that point and uh so Perp is just sitting there eating Popeyes at this point he's like what the fuck like congratulations bro that's crazy <laughs> so literally me and JR we didn't give a fuck about the Perp session no more shout out to Perp though that's my boy <laughs> We didn't give a fuck about no more, and we're like, all right, bro, like, we got to go. Sorry. So we packed up our shit, and as I'm walking outside, I'm on the phone with uh, Illmind, and I'm like, Illmind, bro, how come y'all, because it's Super Mario, me, Illmind, and JR. Yeah. So I'm like, Illmind, why the fuck y'all ain't tell me y'all use our shit, bro? Like, what the fuck? And I'm snapping. Like, this is the shit that people don't see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because everybody on internet money, no one's a confrontational person. No one's the type to be like, man, come on. So if this is the thing I tell people all the time, like, you do loop kits or midi kits or whatever. You got to be that person to kind of like, because how many times do we get placements like, and they're like, what? I didn't use y'all shit. You got to be like, bro, yes, you did. And no one's going to tell me no. You know what I mean? Because I could always just, they know my history and know what the fuck I'll do. So it's just like, it got to the point where like me and Elmine, it's like, bro, I had no idea. I just did the guitar. You got to talk to Mario. So I already, you know, I was like, boom. If we don't get this shit figured out, we're taking it down type shit. I was just on their ass, right? So within 907, 908, Super Mario calls me. It's the time we're getting to the fucking the car. Um, and he's just like, bro, I had no idea. Like, I thought it was royalty free, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, bro, I don't want no issues. So if you can imagine, bro, me and JR are literally like in the parking lot of No Name Studios. Yeah. Just like freaking just, out. <laughs> yeah, just freaking out. Everybody else is back at the house. They have no idea. They know nothing, bro. So did so did he uh, did he just get it from your site? Is that like he or was it like passed it's around? It, it, a yeah, it was times? just a loop kit. I, I I never asked how he got it, but yeah. I mean I'm guessing yeah. But he's like, bro, I've been using y'all shit for like a year now. Like this is crazy. I never knew it was royalty free. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So we no name is like 15 minutes from the internet money house. So we drive and we're just like listening to this shit on repeat. Like I'm I'm on the phone with my manager. We're screaming. This shit's going crazy. And I pull up to the crib. We run in the fucking house. And there's like three levels. So the first level, it's Touch of Trent, JR Hitmaker, uh, Joel's, and Kuntosh that live on the first level. And we're like all in Kuntosh and Joel's room, like playing the shit on the speakers. Like, what the fuck? This is crazy. So the people upstairs have no idea what the fuck's going on. 
So we run up the upstairs and we just tell everybody and they're recording the shit. So the videos you see on the Instagram, like me and JR freaking out, dapping each other up shit. That's literally like 930, 30 minutes after we found out. <laughs> drove from No Name, freaking the fuck out. And I had everything squared away, settled percentages, everything on the ride home. Yeah. Like, that's real business shit. You that's know like, what I mean? Like, people legit. people don't do that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's how it came about, bro. And now we're just waiting to get plaques and everything. Because, you know, it's like double platinum and all this shit. That's crazy. <laughs> TV show should have definitely been there for that. That was a crazy day. That shit was wild. Yeah, I remember I woke up at like for some reason I I like woke up at 3 a.m. that night, which is like midnight in California, and I remember I don't know why, but I looked at my Instagram and I saw the stories of you guys freaking out, and I was like, oh shit! Like I, I like forgot the, the album dropped because I was like in bed before midnight, and then. Yeah. Uh, I woke up and I was like, oh, that was quick. <laughs> like, right nah, away. It's, it's funny because now we're all super connected with Post Malone and his camp shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Lou Bell, who did the whole entire Post album, did Havana by Camila Cabello and, yeah, and yeah. Doug and all them. Uh, that's like my father out here. So, like, I remember Lou saying, like, the week before it came out, because, you know, Beer Bongs and Bentleys and Post Malone Stoney broke like a bunch of records, like streaming yeah. all that shit. He's like, ah, you know, I get like another week to live the shit up because Scorpion's gonna come along and fucking just smash it <laughs> or whatever. So like literally the day after, I was just at Electric Field where Lou is like, hey, bro, sorry, bro, we had to smash your record. So it's just funny, like all these people just taking us much more serious now. The fact that like we're on Drake's album and everything like that, it's just it's all coming together crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how like little little moments like that will will really turn like. It just like turns the tides and like changes things like little moments like oh shit these kids are these internet money kids are pretty legit you know what i mean yeah just, just and like, it, it, it's crazy because like i don't want to sound ungrateful or nothing like that because we're very grateful for it and everything but most people would just be happy with having a drink placement you know what i mean but yeah. as soon as we got the placement and it wasn't in my feelings or you know god's plan or something like that me and me and jr was literally just like man we wish it was something bigger, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of just how we look at this shit. It's just like, I mean, it's cool, but now that we got it, that's just that sets the bar even higher. So we gotta we gotta aim for something bigger. Yeah, I we mean, gotta have the single next time. Yeah, I mean, you're up there now. You know what I mean? You're in, you're in that little bracket now to get a huge one. You know, I mean, you already yeah, yeah, have yeah. some huge ones like the Juice World stuff and. Yeah, and we did uh, all Juice World's album, fucking Plug Walk, all that shit. But I mean, it's just it's just crazy, bro. <laughs> Still the biggest placement for me, though. Like, the Drake shit was cool, but nothing will ever mean more than the X placement. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that whole time period. Because I just signed my deal right before that. And, like, the, the the day 17 came out, Nick Mira turned 17. So it was, like, a big-ass thing for everybody. Like, you know, it was really emotional. How did that one come across? Like, Same thing. Really? Uh, loop kit. MIDI kit. Yeah. So how does it work when, like, I know you have a lawyer, you have a manager... How does it work when, like, do you guys just hit up the producers and the people that kind of put out the song and be like, yo? I mean, it, it, bro, like, we've been through so much trial and error shit with producers and people who use midis and loops and shit. I went to war with actual record labels because, like, a producer who was signed to that label and an artist who was also signed to that label used a midi or a loop or whatever, and they didn't want to act like we, we were a part of it type shit. But the thing is, like, Bird, we kind of play this good cop, bad cop. People don't know my manager is Birdman Zoe. And, like, Bird manages me, right? 
So whenever I, Bird found me, I was just in this beef with Knife Wonder and going crazy. You know what I mean? Like I was literally insane online, like going on Periscope with like fucking live videos of me with my fucking AR-15 and like handgun type shit. That's what people really remember me as. And it kind of haunts me now that like they just think I'm some crazy person or I'm yeah. just like, I complain all the time and that's not true at all. So um, now Bird's like the real suit type person for these labels that like, and I always just go full bad cop mode. Like I'm always freaking out, spazzing, like, yo, we're gonna get this shit taken down, blah, 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 whatever. And Bird's always the one to tell him like, yo, let's just figure this out, you know, whatever, and it's cool. So the the X shit, man, it, it was it was a little different because like other labels and people had to come in to make a play for us because no one took us seriously and no one knew who the fuck we were. Mm. Um, other, like some other, who was it? Fuck, I, for, I forgot the fucking, a big ass producer said he originally made fuck love, and then like it was actually uh, Dex Duncan, me and Nick Mirror. So like I had to make that play. You know, obviously Nick ain't gonna be the confrontational type to jump in and like, man, fuck you type shit. So <laughs> Nick was really just on standby while I like did all the fucking dirty work, and you know it happened, and we just shot the Spotify shit for it, like in January, and they're dropping that like in the next couple weeks. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a lot of business that goes into this stuff. I feel like business is such a huge part of it. Um, bro, really, the music industry, bro, it's 90% business. I mean, that's... 10% music. It's funny, because, like, a little a little bit of story on, like, what I was doing. Like, I was always starting... I was literally starting apps and starting all sorts of stuff and completely not music. And then I was just... I just wanted to start make a business. Um, and it just happened. I really liked music, but I didn't think it was possible. And it happened to be... Uh, when I saw those vlogs, I started concentrating on music. So I feel like I have a huge, like, passion for business too, and it's I feel like it's very important. I feel like there's two types of producers: just the one that they really enjoy business, and then the other ones who just have an amazing, like, deep passion for music. Then that's all they want to do. Um, it's just make great music and win Grammys, and and some people have both. But yeah, yeah. I feel like business is huge. But um. It's. I really want to dive into a lot of shit during this song. <laughs> I know. There's so much I want to talk about. I'm trying to figure out how to like. Yeah, bro. Go with it in order. Whatever, whatever you want to go at, bro. I'm. I'm not holding shit back. Um. So. So I had um I had KBZ on the podcast, um, the last one. It's not out yet because I gotta do the intro and all that other stuff but here we go um <laughs> he was so no he was talking about it wasn't it was nothing like bad happened he was talking about um he was talking about how you guys offered him to be on internet money like a while ago whatever um, this was in december december and um he was just saying like he was just saying like how and you'll you'll hear it i'll send it to you when it's out but he was just saying like um how he was like oh he wanted to internet money wanted to take 50% of everything I was doing or something like that. Um, and he was just saying like, that's a s absurd amount and all this stuff. And um, basically what I told him was um, like, I, to sum it up, I was just kind of like, it's, it's just an opportunity and like 50% of millions of dollars and hitting the studio every exactly. day is a lot of money. Um, and I forget what else I said. And I, I just told him, I was like, I think that you just want to, I think you just have a passion for like building your KBZ brand. And like, um, it's funny, bro. That's not even what it was. 
That's yeah. not the reason why KBZ is not internet money. Let's hear it. The, re- the reason why <laughs> KBZ is not internet money is because KBZ was internet money for like fucking two days. And he was in the group chat and he seen everything. The thing is, he was also in some Twitter DM group chat with like Cash Money AP and the rest of these fucking guys. And they were like, don't do it. Tez is just going to fuck you over, blah, 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 blah. And him being a little ass kid, he literally looked at it like, because he got like 10,000 subs or something yep. off it. You know what I mean? Like he, he came up kind of quick on YouTube and got 10K. But since then, his shit like died out a little bit. And this is no disrespect to KBZ. Shout out to some young kid somewhere doing anything, bro. This is just straight facts. So the kid literally had a big ass head off getting 10K and he thought he was going to have 100,000 subs by two months and he didn't need us. That's literally what it was. And because that's what like all these people in that Twitter DM chat put in his head. KBZ will be much bigger right now if KBZ had the guidance and the support of me putting him in these sessions and getting him these placements and doing all this shit. The thing is, KBZ wanted the hype and the, the clout from saying, I turned internet money down on his yeah. name. That's really what it was. The thing is, bro, the, the people get so caught up in percents of all this shit. Listen, bro, you can sit at home. And you can make all the beats. You can make 10 beats a day. If them shits ain't getting placed, they don't matter. You know what I mean? And even then, 50% or whatever. Even First of all, let's break this down. Internet money doesn't take 50%. Producers, period, only get 50%. There's 100% of a record. 50% to publishing for producers, blah, 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 whatever. Like 50% to writers and artists or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the one false thing that people get fucked up. If I get your shit in a session and I play it, shouldn't I receive a percentage for that? I'm bringing you money. I'm getting you a placement. Shouldn't I be a part of that? Yeah, I should. If I'm out here chasing down your MIDI or loop or whatever, and you wouldn't have got that shit clear without me, shouldn't I deserve a part of that? Yeah, I should. So what's the issue? If you're getting money and you're getting placements and you're winning out here and you're getting pub deals, first of all, this is shit people also don't see. We just got Nick Mira a fucking million dollar pub deal. <laughs> Like, do I take 50% of that? No. <laughs> the fuck? That's my son. Like, I literally raised Nick from the age of, like, 14 to now. See, I wanted, I, I, I knew what was going to happen to Nick, and I wanted to raise KBZ that same way, like, build him up and have the ability to, like, put him on, get him placements, and do that same shit. He just wanted the hype to say he turned internet money down. That's really what it was. And he, as for then... Kyle, you turn internet money down as well, but do you see me having any ill will or saying fuck Kyle at all and anything? Nope. Yeah, well, because you wasn't like, ha ha, I turn internet money down, well, blah, that, blah, blah, blah. That's what shit. I told him. I was just like, I was like, I was like, you can't get it. You can't. I was like, it's just an opportunity. It's like someone coming you coming to you trying to be like, hey, you want to be involved in this? And it, it, like, you can't get mad at an opportunity, someone giving you a chance. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's just like, just business. I don't know. That's all it's I can really say. It's really just business, bro. Just business. And the thing is, like, this is the thing that people get fucked up for airing up money from the get-go. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> so, I'm doing this shit way different. Every single one of your favorite producers, okay, there's a very, there's a couple that doesn't, but every single one of your favorite producers has ghost producers. Has producers under them, producers making loops for them, producers making beats for them, producers doing everything. You know why? Because the supply and demand of the music industry is so much, yeah. no one has time to sit there and make 
100 beats a week yeah. for no reason and still be able to handle business and still be out here go to studio sessions and still you know what i mean and live like be in the life of shit the reason why internet money works the way it does is because you don't just see Taz Taylor and no one knows who Nick Mirror is, no one knows who Sidepiece is, no one knows who E True is. No, one, you know what I mean. Like, I bring my brothers with me and I put them on next to me. I'm out here actively like managing my my brothers and getting them pub deals and doing everything. I just got Jr. a hitmaker, a crazy pub deal. I just got Nick Mirror a crazy pub deal. No other major producer. I don't give a fuck how much you're a fan of them, how much you ride their dick, is doing this for their own producers. You feel me? Mm. Yeah. Every time I do a TV show or whatever, I'm bringing my brothers on with me. Every time I do an interview, I talk about my brothers. Every time I do, uh, people ain't gonna see the the Spotify shit for fuck love. Spotify just wanted Taz Taylor to do that shit. Spotify, I showed up with Nick Marin and there was like he's underage. I was like, I don't give a fuck how old he is. You're gonna mic him up and he's gonna do this with me. No other, no other producer is doing that shit for the people that help them produce. No, I agree. You know what I mean? I think it's. I mean, I think internet money is. The, probably the best opportunity for a producer. You know what I mean? That, that yeah, wants because to like, be there's just industry. so much shit going around right now, and it's all fair, bro. Overall, and I'm so focused on building artists and label shit right now. This is what it is, bro. At the end of the day, someone wants to have somebody to hate, and because we're winning and doing the shit we're doing, people look at us and be like, "I don't like that," or I, I, they try to find something wrong with the formula. But the fact is, if it's let me tell you one thing: if I was out here doing bad business. Do you think people in this industry will fuck with me? Nope. Because the, all you have in this industry, it doesn't matter how many hit records you got. The mo- there's people who did number one records and still can't get more placements right now. The thing is, all you have is your name. So if you're out here doing bad business, you're out here fucking people over, and if labels and other people, whatever, found out I was fucking my producers over, they wouldn't work with me, bro. Artists would not want to get in with me. It's just the funniest shit, bro. Like, we... I help them eat, they help me eat. We all help each other eat. That's what a family does. That's what we do for each other. Anybody who wants to take that and twist that into whatever they want to do, they just will never get the formula. That's the reason why they try to create these little producer groups to get over, but it's not genuine. Internet money was a genuine thing. Whenever I met Nick Mirror and Side Piece and Casey Supreme and all these other people, I took chances on all of them at one point. No one knew who any of them was. Whenever mm-hmm. I met Nick Mirror, no one knew who Nick Mirror was. Whenever I met Side Piece, aka DT Hits, no one knew who he was. Whenever I met Casey Supreme, who was Supreme Stars then, no one knew who he was. Whenever I met Hutch, no one knew who he You know what I mean? Like These people who were in that money or whatever, the only people they knew was MJ, who's now internet money again, the beat plug, who's not internet money, and that's it, bro. Yeah, I took I remember. chances on every single person in internet money and help elevate them to get to the point where they are now. Yeah, I remember. No one will ever when, give me credit for that. I, I remember when uh, when you were still doing like the, the beats on YouTube and stuff. I remember just uh, Taz Taylor and DT hits <laughs> and like Taz Taylor and Nick Mira um, and all those like people like you were collabing with them on beats and stuff. I remember that like that was like yeah, the first I mean, thing going. I, I'm not yeah, bro. Like I. This is the thing. I remember people like the beat plug whenever I was first working with Nick Mayer and all them telling me like, man, don't fuck with these little ass kids, bro. They're lame. Blah, blah, blah. They're, they fuck with people. We don't fuck with type shit. But I saw something in Nick. Though I was like, nah, this kid's cool. We didn't even work on beats, bro. At first, all we did was just play PlayStation. That's it. Me and DT and Nick. That's all we did. And I was like, bro, I fuck with y'all. I, I, I like y'all, bro. Y'all remind me of myself when I was younger. I want to see y'all win. So like, if y'all have beats, y'all want to upload to my site so y'all can make money, upload them to my site. Yeah, I mean, if y'all want to do this, like all that shit. That's, I, I literally just put them all on. That's such an important thing too, in like in all this stuff and business and music and all that stuff in general, is just like believing in a person. Right? It doesn't matter how good they are, 
like it, you have to like believe in the person the person you know what I mean like um, yeah. to be able to to be able to do something or else I'm not going to do anything but um, tell me how to like so internet money is a real label now so tell me how that all, it's a real label. all that stuff works um, like with man it's crazy because right now like I feel like people still don't take us seriously not not people in industries or in the industry or labels because they definitely take us seriously labels are beating down my fucking door right now to get us to de- fucking develop these artists that they don't know how to develop yeah but I'm talking about just like people on the internet or other producers and shit they don't take us seriously to the point where it's like damn this is a real thing and it kind of pisses me off um and we're a real label I was supposed to do a label deal with Atlantic I, I jumped out last minute and I did a label deal with Interscope and Alamo. It's a very real label. So how does that? Because I have no idea how that stuff works. Like, how does that? How does like a partnership with like um, another record label work? Like, it's just a it's just a joint venture. It's the same way like yeah. three hundred is a part of Atlantic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like we all come in together. Like Todd Moskowitz at Alamo helps me with a lot of plays. They put me in with a lot of artists. And um, he was a big part of 300, and he was at Atlantic and did a bunch of shit for a lot of people. He's one of the biggest fish in the game. You know, he, there's a Lee or Cohen, there's Todd Moskowitz, there's Mike Karen, there's, it, it goes on. There's Jeff Janik, there's a lot. So, like, the fact that I have one of them really championing me and behind me and kind of giving me the guidance I need to develop my label and sign artists and everything like that is huge. And people don't understand that shit. It's just... I'd sign artists. I get they they fully believe in my 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 vision with an artist. Like I could sign an artist. I could sign you right now as to an artist though if I wanted to. And uh, it's just I could I I, I put together the whole role. I, I get in. They work with internet money. We we do a whole EP in a fucking week. We knock it out. We we figure out a rollout plan. We do everything. That's what we're doing with Trevor Daniel right now. What are you? Uh, who are you most excited about? Like that is coming up through internet money or that you guys are working with or like what's the I most just, i don't want to have like the same things like if, if you're gonna notice all these artists that i'm uh i'm signing and shit like i got babyface kato i wanted to, i did that just because i wanted to do something for my city and like get back to one kid you know yeah. i found this kid he's super like charismatic and like super hyper super dope and he's he's like a young take or some shit like well i mean take young but you know what i mean like He's like that type shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I fuck with you. I want to build you, bro. And like, this is without me hearing much music. And what's funny is like, whenever I first like heard like, cause he recorded everything like on his own type shit. Whenever I first heard some shit he did in his bedroom, I was like, I don't care. Something's there. I'm gonna work with this. And yeah. I showed the team. They're like, yo, you're crazy. And I'm like, watch, watch what I do with this kid and watch in the next couple weeks. He's going to have some crazy shit coming out with like some big features and people are going to be like, what the fuck? But like, that's one lane. I'm never trying to have the same type of artist. So that and then Trevor Daniel is the the other artist right now. Yeah. And he's like in the post Malone lane. Like the kids are gonna go up. He's crazy. He's super talented. The songs we got with him coming out are just like next level. I don't even know how to explain them. So in the next couple of weeks, we got some songs dropping with him. Do you think that's what that's what gets you like the most excited? Is just like building a new artist from scratch that no one's ever heard of and just just starting starting new. You know what I mean? And bringing them into internet money and kind of just putting them through the system with the producers and everything that you have. You know, it's funny. It's kind of frustrating, bro, because like I know where I'm supposed to be right now. You know what I mean? Like I know the artists that I'm supposed to have signed right now. Like we were supposed to sign Juice World. Yeah. Atlantic didn't want to do it. This was in December. I remember sending Juice World to people 
at Atlantic being like, yo, I want to sign this kid because I was going to do a label deal at Atlantic. Yeah. And they were just like, he's a little Uzi clone. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And that's silly to say now. Absolutely Very silly, silly to say now. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to sign Juice. We were going to sign Juice. It just didn't happen. Um, I wanted to sign Paris. We, I, I met Paris when he was homeless. You know what I mean? It was this kid. He was homeless. All this shit. I remember um, bringing him in the studio sessions and him just working. He was homeless as fuck. Didn't have nothing to do. We made some crazy records. Actually, the first record we did was is on his album. It's called Outside. I wrote it with him. And um, after that point, I was just telling Atlantic, I'm like, bro, like this is crazy. We gotta, we gotta fucking do it. We gotta, we gotta sign this kid. Whatever, right? They didn't. They said he's not a star. They said they didn't see it. He went and signed the 300. The kid like is like all on no jumper. He's popping, doing this shit, whatever. Um, Glock Nine was another one I wanted to sign. They didn't want to do it. it I, I could go and listen, listen for artists that are popping out that I really wanted to sign before no one knew, and they just said no. And that's kind of the reason why, you know, I backed out. Well, I mean, on top of like. I got a $10 million offer from Alamo, <laughs> but it's just like, they didn't really see the vision I was trying to do. You know what I mean? How like, how like, how like picky are you when it comes to like, um, your artists that you're coming up with and just like, I guess the producers, I mean, producers is just like any beat can really work as long as, you know, you have a billion beats, but like how picky are you with artists that, um, you're developing when it comes to like, them showing you songs and like now nah, you gotta change this or you know what i mean like nah um, they understand 100 percent. like um what was it the, the the funny thing about trevor daniel is he's been a fan of us before i even know who he was yeah you know what i mean he was he was he started learning how to make beats off of our youtube channel so whenever i started hitting him up like yo i'm interested what's up like he was just like kind of taken back he was like whoa this is crazy so i put a play together and i had him signed within two weeks you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a crazy ass deal with internet money in Alamo, like a real legit deal. The kid is he's he's gonna be able to never like have to worry about money ever again type shit. And um he under like they 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 told me, like him and his manager, like, if you wasn't a part of this deal, we would have never took the deal, but we just wanna work with, you know, Taz Taylor and Internet Money hands on. So anytime I come in and I'm like, yo, you should do it like this or do this, they they have no reason but to take it serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm the next Jimmy Iveen, and I say that not to be cocky, but to be very confident. Yeah, I was gonna it's like what I want to do. I was gonna ask you about that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the what the empire you want to build? Be Jimmy Iveen, man. That's my idol. You know, it's crazy. Like I'm I'm really cool with like his nephew, which like manages Lil Xan and all these people, and um, Mike Will, and he's just like yo, the, how the way you look at things sometimes is the same way Jimmy looked at it, and the same mindset. It's just really crazy. He's like, I really believe you could be like that. And that's just, like, crazy to me to hear that. That's amazing. But, yeah, what I was going to say, too, is um, I feel like in a few years, um, because because of, like, how the Internet is kind of taking over, like, I feel like in a few years, be I mean, like, who are the, like, you know what I mean? Internet money is probably the most, well, one of the most well-known, like, things, like, producers online. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Nick Mira, Taz Taylor brands, and all, everyone else, and whatever. Like, I feel like in a few years, 
I feel like it, it, you guys are gonna keep growing that brand as as well. I mean, like getting the placements and like doing making all the industry moves and you know what I mean, making those moves. That is like amazing for the brand. And then on top of that, when you when you can have the internet brand and and like you know what I mean to the public eye, because there's so many people. Like for example, Lewis Bell. Like obviously all the every a lot of producers are gonna know who he is. But you ask a random mm-hmm. person on the street who Louis Bell is, there's a good chance they don't know who he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, part of that is because Lou doesn't want you to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lou is really, he really comes from one of the traditional, like, I don't want to do interviews. He he lo- he literally calls himself, like, the glue. And his thing is, like, if a glue is, do- if, if glue is doing their job correctly, like, it's thing, you won't see it. You know what I mean? For sure. But, um, yeah, like, what I was going to say is, like, I feel like you're gonna see more of like people like Metro Boomin or, or whoever else that do want to stand out, like people like that starting uh, YouTube channels and podcasts because they're gonna find that, um, you know what I mean, that the the system that they've been running things through, like, you know what I mean. They're gonna be trying to develop their personal brand more, and I feel like you guys kind of already have that um, as like people start moving towards the internet. Yeah, and I, I don't know why people take this shit with disrespect when I say it. I don't mean it with disrespect. I have a hundred percent respect for Metro and every single person, period, that came before me to like change the sound or change the game or like really had a crazy run. You know what I mean? Hmm. But I don't want nobody on my team to ever be a Lex Luger or Metro Boomin or something like that because I want them to be never have an expiration date. I'm not saying Metro does or any of these people. I just feel like. They all have runs and runs in, you know what I mean? And once they're on so high and their runs, they don't work as frequently as they do. People say they start to fall off. Yeah. That could be because like the beats, the, the time changes, people don't want them type beats no more. Or it also could be just, you know, people are burned out. They don't want to work anymore. Yeah. But I don't never want anybody on my team to be like that. So I will never have like, a, I will never encourage any of my producers, anybody period to really try to go on like a big ass run like that. Yeah, no, I feel you 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like one of my biggest things is just like being able to just wake up and do what I want every morning and just continue to grow and yeah, yeah I just want to really bro the, the mission is just longevity period. yeah 100% and the thing the, the reason why it's down to a science Mike Will had this big ass running shit right the reason why Mike Mike Will is still on top of shit is because he has Ray Sherman yeah the minute you sign an artist and you get big enough to where you want to be a label or whatever and you want to sign artists that keeps you relevant forever yeah. Because them artists are gonna live on, and then when that's done, you can sign another artist. That's that's unlimited lifetime placements. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the reason why you won't hear a fucking Ray Shremmerd song period without hearing an ear drummer's technique. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if he produced it or not. You're still hearing ear drummers in the beginning of that shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. It's just all. Whenever you sign an artist and have the ability, like, that's what I'm really attempting to do and mike will is kind of the inspiration and the model behind internet money because my manager bird was really cool with all them and um whenever he was just talking to me whenever i was going through some crazy shit whenever he first met me he's like yo you got to calm down like i've seen what mike will is doing i've seen what all these people are doing you too can do that but on a bigger scale because i'm more open you know what i mean i'm, I'm not gonna say i have more charisma or anything but i'm just like i'm open to do interviews i'm open to do all this shit i'm i'm open to showcase all my producers and do all that so you you guys are planning on doing an internet money album, right? Yeah, that's coming. Uh, the song that just dropped with Greedo and Mozzie, I put that shit together. Um, it dropped on the No Jumper channel. That was just, that was supposed to be on the internet money album, but you know Greedo went in and got locked up and everything. And 
um, Mozzie hit me. It's just like, bro, can I have that song? I was like, please, bro, do it. So, yeah. But I got, I got, I got plenty of songs, bro. Yeah. Um, is is every someone asking this on on uh, Instagram? Is every producer gonna be on the Internet Money album? It's not to the point where I'm like, who don't I have a beat from? You know what I mean? Yeah. And making it like that. It's even actually to the point where I'm bringing other producers in. Like I'm super cool with um, Wallace Lane. They they got amazing loops and samples. I bring them in. We work with them. Charlie Handsome. That's my fucking dog. I love him. He's super cool. He's came to the house. Worked with the team a lot. He he has um. Trevor Daniels' first single, too. He produced that with um, Casey Supreme. So it's like, I'm really just trying to make really good records overall, and I don't care who's producing it. You know what I mean? Mm. But, I mean, yeah, if, 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 if that's the thing, bro. Like, I can make, just because they're on internet money doesn't mean they work as hard as they should. You know what I mean? There's times where I got a lot of fire under people's ass. And be like, bro, you're really stupid <laughs> right now. You have all this shit at your fingertips, and you just ain't taking full advantage of it. I can't make people work. But if they give the right beats and do the right things in the right situation, then I can elevate them to where they need to be. So yeah, to answer your question, if they work hard enough, <laughs> then then they'll be on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was gonna ask you too. So tell me the, tell me where you came up. How did you come up with the still not where I want to be? Check back tomorrow. Bro, because <laughs> I yeah. you know it's funny is like I literally just posted that one day just like I don't know I was just like super because I'd be going through these mood spurts bro where like even though I've accomplished all this shit and do everything like people be praising internet money or praising us what we do and it's just like bro like this is not what I want to do like I'm 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 not like where I want to be so to speak like I see where like other people are and the praise they be getting and the shit that's going on for them and everybody riding their dick and doing all this like. That's what I want for us. And it's like, we can get a Drake placement and it still doesn't feel like we're at that point yet. So like, I literally was just like talking my shit on Instagram or something one night. And I literally said that. And I got like all these labels, people with labels like, yo, I love this. This is a great slogan, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then it got to the point where I just like did it every day and it catched on. And then now you got landed. a doormat saying it. <laughs> yeah, fucking my doormats were, were gifts from Mike Karen. Mike Karen got me those. Oh, really? Yeah, he loves the fucking doormats. He's like, he's like, I love that slogan. I think, I think that's the best slogan in the industry. So, it's a good one though. He, yeah, I mean, it works, bro. It, keep, it keeps people motivated. It's cool. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I guess I'm just good with slogans. Internet money at one point was just a slogan. Yeah, it was literally just that, just a hashtag on Twitter, bro, and that shit took off. I remember when I saw that in your, um, your regular Taz Taylor beats youtube uh page like years ago like probably like th three or maybe more years ago three and a half years ago i remember seeing mm -hmm. it, like your youtube cover um like internet money and then like a year later i randomly stumbled back on your channel again and then um but yeah fucking um what, what, what advice would you give to <laughs> what advice would you give to a producer that's looking online they're seeing you guys do all the stuff you're doing with internet money they're seeing people making beat making videos they're seeing people that are still you know they're still doing typey things some of some people are still having success like what would you tell a producer starting out that's like starting to make some decent beats that wants to do this for a living like what would you tell them to do 
You like if they want to get started type shit. Yeah, like say like it, it really changes every day, bro. Honestly, because like I really even now that I'm at like a, a, a executive and all this shit, bro. I hate talking about myself like that. People think I'm like some cocky human being or whatever, but I really be going through a lot of shit. And people like I gotta explain to them sometimes. I'm like, once you kind of get to where I've gone and seen the shit I've seen, like you don't. You can't just relate to that shit and people take that from me being cocky but it's just it is what it is i hate talking to myself like i'm some fucking big person or something i don't feel like i am at all but i'd be seeing shit a lot where i'd be thinking about just like damn i don't know what i'd be doing if i was still on the internet or whatever right now and honestly bro i'm so disconnected there's a million ways to make it right now it's just honestly just stay focused bro and figure out a plan and once you get once you like I did all this from a designer placement, and I know now it feels like designer isn't shit. You know what I mean? But I, something hit me at that time, and I just get bored with shit easily. So like, I would never be on the type to be like, oh, I'm on the internet for ten years. This is great. I'm happy. Like, I would, I would be depressed. No, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even though I was making crazy money and probably at the top of the game and doing all that shit, like, it just takes a toll on you, bro. So it got like something hit me in the head when I got the designer shit. And I was on the internet money tour and Atlantic was like, hey, come in for a meeting. Let's just talk. And I was like, this is this is wild. Labels want to meet with me for what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> man, don't take me serious. And then I got offered a pub deal like two months later. And I was like, fuck, I better jump at this and I better take it. And even though I took it for less than what a normal deal would go for and I'm out of it now because we have blown the fuck up since then. Yeah. Like, I'm thankful for it. And I realized I'm, I'm more thankful the fact that I realized what was going on at that time period. And I was like, yo, this is my one time to like go in the industry if I'm ever going to do it. And I did it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Just from that, just from the designer and uh, just from the designer Gucci man placement. That's it. I remember when that <laughs> when that came out. So I was doing um, oh. I was doing um, I was like being a rapper DJ for my homie Cam Meekins. Oh yeah, 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 I remember you sent me the video of that shit. <laughs> and I was, so, I was, so at, the, at this point, I was selling beats on um, on Instagram. And it was actually right when, it was actually right before my mom um, got cancer. And, uh, yeah. or no, right after my mom got cancer, I was doing a show with uh, this dude Cam. He was, you know, you ever heard of Mike Stud? <laughs> yeah, he signed the EF. Um, yeah, fucking electric yeah. field. So like, yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's actually they talk about Mike Stud all the time. Yeah, it's actually how I first heard about um, Lewis Bell because he used to produce. Lewis Bell yeah. used to produce all his like shit like a while ago. I think he still does, but um, yeah, he's from Boston. You fucking Boston. <laughs> he's yeah, fucking uh, Mike Stud's from Rhode Island, but I think Lewis Bell is from Boston. Yeah, he's uh, from Boston. Same shit though, but um, fucking yeah. So when I was doing that show, I was like, all right. Like, cause I did this stuff for like years. Like I was doing a rapper, like being a rapper's DJ. I was getting all these sick photos. I was in front of like thousands of people DJing. And I was like, all right, this isn't doing anything. And I was like, for the past year, I was, you know, I was slowly selling beats through Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever, any way I could. And I was starting to make some money and make a brand for myself. And I was like, all right, how the fuck can I leverage this at all? You know what I mean? I was like, how, mm -hmm. can I make anything out of this? Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? Like, that's when, right when you got that placement, I was like, I have a section in my set, cause I kind of do a set and I'm not really supposed to, like, you're just supposed to go up there and play music, but I'll hop out there like 15 minutes before, I'll tell the sound guy and like have a little set to myself. And I have this part where 
um, I'm just hyping up the crowd doing like a Snapchat and I'll just mm-hmm. play some song. Um, and then I played that song and I tweeted it at you and like it was just like a thousand people going crazy. They actually all went crazy for it too. Um, That's wild. During the part. But. I still am not used to like people playing the shit we produce at sets, bro. Really? Like I was at this I was at this Landing Cube Paris show the other night. And it's funny, like we were waiting. We were just out like in the crowd just chilling, waiting. Well, like the VIP section or whatever. And um literally their whole entire set was nothing but just like internet money shit. And they didn't do it intentionally, they didn't know we were gonna be there. But it literally was just like weird hearing the shit. And it got to the point where like they played Lucid Dreams and Nick ran up on fucking stage. Yeah, yeah, I saw that actually. <laughs> yeah, with like the phone, like, come on, I fucking producers, this is crazy. But yeah, bro, it's just it's just surreal, like hearing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean it, it's fucking cool shit. I think, like yeah, uh, like I w- I went backstage and like you could hear what they're still playing like upstairs and shit. So I went downstairs backstage to go kick it with Landon, and I'm sitting there, me and Nick, we were talking to Landon Cube about some shit, and just like Welcome to the Rodeo started playing. And then me and Landon and Nick just all started laughing. We're like, bro, this shit is wild. This is crazy. Like, I'm still not used to this shit. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I feel like, like, even for me, like, I'm just fucking here in my room every single day in my studio just working when I can. And, like, I feel like I think I met up with some kid one time. Um, Some kid, like, wanted to meet me and was in Boston. And just, like, his fucking parents were there and, like, I don't know, it's weird the effect you have on people. Um, And then with you guys, like, fucking everyone knows all those songs. You know what I mean? Like, usually it's like when you're trying to tell someone about, um, like, oh, you ever heard of this? And, oh, he's he's this guy's producer, and, like, he's he's signed by this guy. Yeah, oh, he produced that song. But, like, the fact that you guys just had, like, like, the Lucid Dream shit was, like, top of the, I mean, it probably still is in the SoundCloud charts, but, like, top of the, or fucking soundcloud and spotify charts for so long and like yeah. everyone knew that song and i don't really listen to the radio now but i'm sure it was all over the radio too um there's a lot of interesting stuff behind lucid dreams bro a lot of interesting stuff i remember hearing that song well over a year ago like when it was made yeah and then just like seeing it go from this to that and all that shit it's crazy bro made me made me just understand that like anything's possible you know what i mean because i remember hearing this song and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be completely a buck like i remember nick saying like um lucid dreams i was just saying with it whatever like i wanted to see what else he had bro i really didn't fuck with lucid dreams really <laughs> i was really just like i like all girls are the same that was the first yeah, song for me say, where I was that like, was my favorite one was all yeah girls that's are the, the one where i was like yo this is this is gonna be crazy and there's a all girls are the same should have been as big as lucid dreams but some industry shit business shit behind the scenes where i was looking out for nick's best interest and you know the label was just trying to get over on nick type shit i wouldn't let it happen that's the reason why it, it got took him forever to get out on spotify and all that shit you know what i mean so there's a lot of shit that people don't see behind the scenes that they want to sit here and call me a bad guy for but in reality they all love nick mirror but in reality like i'm making sure nick mirror is not getting fucked over yeah you know what i mean like that's my son. I'm gonna make sure he gets every fucking thing he deserves. For sure. Yeah, I feel like it's just like, I feel like it's just like inexperience and just not being, you know what I mean, not being involved in any kind of business and just posting YouTube videos and, um, just like yeah. not knowing kind of how anything works. Um, yeah. The, the the one thing, bro. Like, people get like you could do tutorials. You could make beats online and post type beats or whatever. 
but you will never, ever, ever understand how to do actual business. And it doesn't matter who you got around you, bro. That's just something you got to experience for yourself. Yeah. Because I remember coming in, doing the designer shit, and Steve and Victor hit me outside whenever Bird wasn't even my manager yet. I was just saying he was my manager. This is my first placement. I didn't understand how to do business, period. And he's like, how much you want for that beat right now? And I was like, you got to talk to Bird. He's like, nah, I'm not trying to hear all that. How much you want for, you know, that shit. And I just panicked. I was like, what the fuck? So, like, all that shit happened. And I had Bird go to talk to Steven and all that shit just happened and figured itself out. But, like, they really, if you have no experience with business, bro, people in this industry will fucking corner you and sense that. And strike on you no, like a 100%. fucking shark. Yeah, there's look, a lot bro. of those they fucking. They don't give a fuck, and they will take your publishing. They won't put publishing in a fucking contract for you. I had to go fetch that shit for the first Juice World contract for Nick. They left a whole page out of like publishing where they didn't try to include it, and I was just like, nah, hold on, y'all better give this man all the publishing type shit. And we had to go get all that shit figured out. This is things that like people don't see. They just think I take or I fuck people over, do all this, but they don't see the reason why we're as cool as we are and we all fuck with each other and love each other is because I love these motherfuckers, bro, and I will do anything for these guys. So I I put my name on the line, making sure my brothers get what the fuck they deserve. Yeah, well that that's the thing, like, um, cause like when I when I was like doing this, I remember I got an investment once for like a hundred thousand dollars to do this app, like in 2014 and I was involved in like other smaller business things and all this stuff but like like I don't know like like when you when I see you like beefing with people on Twitter or whatever or like um oh I'm doing that right now <laughs> I feel like I tweeted out I said I said like I'm so glad I'm not selling beats on online anymore it shit's fake and people <laughs> just got hella upset yeah well I, I feel like you can't I don't know like you don't know what like a like there's bad people out there that are not that are not given opportunities and they're and they're like just taking what they can especially like the music industry stuff because there's a lot of like gray area um because you know there's a lot of room to just be like oh no this isn't yours you know or whatever you know what i mean um but like there, there is like people out there that are making a lot of money and not doing it in a good way um in like every single industry um, yeah. So I just people I just don't think people understand that. Like, I feel like from my point of view, I don't think you're doing that. <laughs> nah, I mean, people in the industry and people that know know, bro. Like it, it's just people who don't have shit going on, so they just assume. Yeah. And I should I shouldn't even let it get to me, but the shit gets to me because like if it was just anything else, I wouldn't care. But it's like these are my brothers, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is the, I don't do this shit to like hold it over overhead and show people, but like. This house in LA, it's $10,500 a month. I rent that shit and I let everybody stay here for free. Yeah. I let everybody come out here for free. I fly people to New York with me. I fly people back home. I fly pe- I, f- I fly people here. I put them in studio sessions where people at labels literally tell me like, you you travel with too many people. You don't need to bring all your producers. Would you just, we just want Taz. Or I like, I still bring them anyways. I do not go anywhere without my brothers. I bring my brothers to every opportunity. I put them on to everything. You know what I mean? Like that that's what gets to me is cuz I do so much and I try so hard to just show people like yo, I really love these people. These are my brothers and they still try to like turn it to like ah, oh, Taz is fucking them over. Ah, oh, Taz is doing this. And it really it all boils down to is just cuz they aren't doing shit with their lives and they feel like they got to try to bring other people down who are. But that shit just gets to me, bro, for some reason. I don't know why. That's good though. I feel like like I feel like you can, you know, you can do this whole like 
um, I think you can come up in, in life, I guess <laughs> I'm trying to say like, while still like being a good person, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel like there's a, there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of like, I don't know if it's, I guess, I guess it's kind of my fault because like, I kind of set that for myself, bro, for a while, just being crazy on the internet, like a couple years ago, just like being reckless. Cause I didn't give a fuck about anything. You know what I mean? Like once you drop out in the seventh grade and you you don't go to high school you're not around people so all you have is yourself and like you really come up from the aspect like you get handed a lot of money and it's your first money you ever made just from earning it yourself you kind of like fuck everybody you know yeah. what I mean? like i did this by my own i don't need nobody i don't really give a fuck who likes me i don't really give a fuck how anybody takes me and shit and i was really on some reckless and wild shit until like i met bird and he was just really like yo you got to calm down and he really just showed me like what you know being a good person and everything's really supposed to be about and people kind of just refer back to me like on forums when i was just going saying reckless crazy shit on twitter when i was just saying i don't give a fuck about anybody i just going wild and they don't realize that like i'm a whole different person now and like i really act a hundred percent different i don't even i cringe at that shit bro that's why i deleted my tweets like four million times because like <laughs> I just really wanted to erase all that. Shit, I mean, bro. I mean, I feel like everyone's just evolving, you know. Every single year, I feel like you're evolving yeah. as a human being. Hundred percent, bro. That's crazy. Though. Really, just trying to mature. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm matured a lot. The day I had a son, and I really grew up since then. Yeah. I was 22. I'm 25 now. You know what I mean? So, how is that? Because like, your family is in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. And then you're in LA. Like, how do you manage all that? Uh, while still I mean, like it's, doing it, everything it's, it's hard bro like I this is another thing people don't see a side of you know what I mean the sacrifices and shit the internet was really slowing down and it got to the point where like I couldn't do this shit and be happy anymore so I sacrificed um, like my son will forever be good you know what I mean like yeah. he, he don't never have to worry about nothing ever 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 but I will never let my son um, be raised in LA or anything like that because it's just so wild here and so my son's still in Florida with like my mom and his mom and all that shit. And it's something I definitely sacrifice. And I go home every month to, you know, see him. But once he's older, I'll be able to explain to him like, yo, I did this and I took time away from me spending with you. So you can, you know, be able to do what you want when you grow up and you don't have to live the life I lived or seeing the shit I've seen or be around what I've been. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you got to do your you got to like. You gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or else you can't. Like, what's the point of fucking? In in for example, in Boston, there's a lot of like forty year old. I mean, this kid's my age that are like this, like our age, like in their twenties that are already fucking so negative. Like, fuck this, and going out and drinking every single weekend and just like doing nothing right. really, just like making enough money to survive, living wherever they're living, and just super negative. And um, like, what's the point of? being like that to eventually when you get kids and all this shit um you know what i mean it's just just there's just no point of like like you need to do yourself and and like then the time that you do have with other people is more valuable and they get more out of it etc and especially like i kind of do this shit like i said so my son don't have to grow up what i grew in like i've seen a lot of addiction yeah i've seen my fucking aunt take fucking like 50 somas to the face and try to like commit suicide foaming out the mouth trying to like just overdosing on pills and shit. I've seen a lot of death from overdosing and fucking addiction and shit, period. It's crazy. And it's just like, I don't want 
my son to grow up and have to see that same shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I could be home. I could tell you right now, bro, if I was still on the internet doing all this shit, whatever, I would 100% be working like a nine to five or something right now, even after the internet shit, because it's just so dead right now. Yeah. Like it's, I'm, 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 he's, I know he's proud of me and he's, he's happy for what I'm doing and it's all good. I'm not worried about it. But people don't see the fact that, like, bro, there was people, there's people on the internet who, like, wish death on my son, bro. Or wish death on my mom or all this other shit because, like, I was just doing what I had to do type shit. And that's the shit that fucks me up the most is, like, there's actual human beings out there that, like, I hope your kid dies in a car crash. Shit like that, bro. You know what I mean? It's just, like, people are weird, dog. Just real, like, weirdos. I don't know. I feel like it's just the fucking internet weirdos that have nothing to do you know what i mean like they're just like, you know it's funny like people people who used to talk shit about me all the time when they meet me in real life and real you know <laughs> bro what I, mean? I saw the uh <laughs> it was you were like i'm done with twitter or i'm done with the internet or some shit you posted something uh from someone like talking about i forget what the fuck they were saying there was like it was like a recent comment or something saying oh no you must be talking about the discords and shit yeah bro like they literally have discords for the sole purpose of just talking shit about internet no i think it's something you posted on your i think it was your instagram story someone someone commented like oh you don't it was something about not having time for your son or something and then you posted oh you're talking about yesterday yeah it was recent (laughs) it was like they didn't you didn't have time for your son or whatever the fuck they said and then you went into the dms from like a year ago and it was like they were asking you to <laughs> they're asking you to send them like money because they needed to buy food or something but um yeah i feel like the internet is just like it's like on the it's like super mainstream right now everyone's on it everyone's on instagram everyone's on everything but it's still not i feel like it's still not developed in the sense that like there's still these people that are just like you gotta take some things with like a grain of salt or something because like but i mean it's really hard whenever like you know like me like growing up all i had was the internet yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's like i've gave so much to people and i've gave back to so many people in so many different ways and even like the internet money channel all that shit that's my idea yeah you know what i mean like people don't understand i was the one to make nick mirror start doing kits i was the one to make nick mirror start doing tutorials i was the one to make all these people start doing all this shit and a lot of the things people are learning now or the free game people get everything is because it all stemmed from my idea yeah. of me wanting to do this. And people just still feel like I'm not doing shit or giving back or trying to help people out. And it's just, I don't know. It kind of sickens me, bro, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> you guys are killing it. Um, trying, bro. I'm trying on I mean, I think you guys are killing it more than uh, definitely every other... Um, internet producer I don't think anyone's really I, th- I think just with the overall like branding and stuff too you know what I mean like yeah. like yeah people might be getting placements but um, I mean you got your guys placements are killing it but like everyone knows about the placements you're getting too because you're doing such a good job branding yourself on the internet and everything too so you're kind of hitting every like part of the music industry you know what I mean um, yeah but that's another thing bro is just people get placements and they fall off like people could work their whole life and get one travis scott placement or whatever and just never be heard of again you know what i mean like the fact that we are placement after placement after placement after placement continuously still in people's face continuously still making moves continuously still pushing the envelope forward we need to be like congratulated for that shit because it's really hard to do that but we're making it happen yeah what's like the what's like the daily schedule like for you right now like is it just completely inconsistent or 
are you kind of like you know what i mean like because i know for example like i always think about i love waking up in the mornings but at the same time the nighttime is where kind of all the ideas could come out and also when you're in LA and you're in studios with artists like I see you guys in these long ass sessions and you're getting out at like 7am or whatever time you're getting in and out like is there any schedule at all or is this everything just hectic right now <sighs> bro <laughs> um I feel like I might have just answered that <laughs> nah I, like I mean so it's really different because I live in a house with nine fucking producers. So damn, that's a lot. Um, yeah, everybody kind of has their own like schedule, and you know, for a lot of people, it's like two to a room type shit. So you don't really have as much like alone time as you would want to have with yourself. Yeah. So I, I wake up in the morning probably around like eight a.m. Um, <sighs> eight a.m. I work out. Um, Taz, you've been doing P90X. I do P90X every morning as soon as I wake up. Yeah. And then, you know, I shower and then I walk out and, you know, say what's up to everybody. Start my day. Check my emails. uh, Get on the phone with my manager. Get on the phone with the labels. And uh, see what sessions we need to be at. um, Or see what, like, needs to be done with my artist or whatever I need to be doing that day. And uh, from then on, we just do that, bro. We go to sessions. We be at every studio, all the studios, every fucking day, all day. And um, really, just wake up and repeat it, bro. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of funny shit that happens. And like we, like yesterday, we just went out in LA and rode fucking birds around the city of LA yeah. for like four <laughs> hours. But like, you know what I mean? It's just it's, every day is just something new. Like people ask me all the time, like, "What are you doing on Tuesday? Can we get you in with so?" And I'm just like, "Bro, that's why I have an assistant. I don't. I literally don't even know my schedule." Is there ever any like? I mean, you guys have been there for like a couple months now, but like, is there ever any like, oh shit, thunder, but um, is there ever any like, I don't know, just like, like little altercations or anything that you have to deal with? Cause like, you're kind of, you guys are a team, you know what I mean? You're in like, you're the one in charge. Like you have the house, you're like, you know what I mean? You are the, the you are internet money you guys are all together living in one house like how are you gonna um like when little things just like little like i don't know like you guys are there's nine dudes living together in one house and i, so I know you're, it's big, you're asking about like tension and yeah shit. just like how would you do like nah there's been a couple times bro yeah because like yeah i know how it is to like live in the same room with someone and like a bunch of dudes yeah i mean together. even then bro like everybody has different emotions there's people in the house who battle like manic depressions and shit you know what i yeah. mean so it's hard to kind of manage everything but i'll kind of let everybody handle their own little situation like they have an issue with somebody they better address it with that person type shit yeah but if i have to step in and like be daddy of the house and like sit everybody down type shit and like bitch them out for two hours i will do that and it's come to times where like i've almost like fucking started swinging on motherfuckers (laughs) it's just like i don't know bro every situation is different you know what i mean yeah yeah, because I, <laughs> I really, like, couldn't go into detail about it because, like, I don't like putting people's nah, I mean, you don't there, have even to. Even like, it's my brother's like, it's just, Yeah, um, it's just every, I sometimes I have to sit down, I feel like you know, just, I, they, they all just look to me to kind of just guide them in every direction yeah, they need to be in. because I feel like that comes with, like, that territory, you know what I mean? Like, when, you, when you're bringing on all these people, um, you know what I mean? Like, I know they're not, they're not, they're like, you know what I mean? They're kind of with you, they're, they're part of the team, but, like, you, you're right. going to have to, like... Um, you kind of just like put yourself in that role of like, you know, just like making sure everything goes 
goes good and you hear a lot of like i feel like i feel like i hear a lot of like like ceos or just entrepreneurial type of people that have employees or whatever um like talking about how that's like a big part of it it's just like managing like emotions and shit like and like yeah that's really really a large part of the house like i'm a libra so i'm really good at like i know when someone's pissed off but they don't want to say i know when someone's upset but they don't want to say it I know how someone's really feeling just by like the way they're acting and shit without them even having to tell me or say anything, period. So like, I'm always the first person to like, pull them to the side and be like, hey bro, what's up? They know I'm going through a lot of shit as well. So like, it's not like someone who's got everything all sweet trying to tell somebody how to live their life. They, they know I got a lot of shit to deal with as well. So it, we just kind of connect with each other. And bro, like real tears have been shed in this house, bro. Like from me and them, like everybody together, like, we we help each other out like they know that they're here because i took a chance on them yeah and i'm really counting on them type shit so whenever i approach them with something it's just all respect and they're open to me talking to them about whatever way they can better themselves it's just a lot of shit all together bro what do you um what's your what's the thing you dislike the most about the industry if there is anything <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think it would just be just like not having um, there's a lot bro don't don't think just because i'm in the industry that i'm like i praise this shit i every day bro i'm like man fuck this shit if i knew this is what i had to do it i just go back to the internet but the internet's gone you know what i mean yeah like from the aspect of like selling beats and doing all that shit because people ruined it they were all buying fake views and then buying dislikes and like all this shit it just got fucked up and it got ruined so what i really hate about the industry really in general is like you expect it because it's the industry that people would take themselves more seriously and be like more of a business sense but there's a lot of people in the shit bro who just don't know yeah and don't know and don't care and you can handle yourself 100 percent professional and be the, the most business savvy person you can but just know that they they may not have the same training or you or they may not you know what i mean just understand yeah so that and the fact that like there's no such thing as like really real a and r's anymore there's people there's a and r's who will bring artists to his fucking uh, a label sit them down listen to their music like ooh, i like this oh this is great oh yeah this is dope but they have no music experience yeah. they don't know how to make a fucking song bro no bullshit i literally got in an argument with an a and r for two weeks straight because they had us working on this this song for nba young boy i literally got in an argument with an a and r for two weeks straight because they were trying to get us to change the beat, and I like they didn't know what an 808 was. Swear <laughs> to So them trying to tell us, like, tell me, so I could tell the boys, like, yo, this is what we need to fix. They're like, that booming tom needs to be fixed. <laughs> like, I don't know, like the boom that sound. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, the booming tom. I'm like, there's no toms in this beat, bro. And they're like, the booming one. I'm like, the 808. They're like, yeah, it needs to be more like, and they would literally type it out in email, like boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense, dog. Like, so this is just little issues because we are like, I'm not saying we're musically trained, but we just have a sense of making music and that ability where we understand how to do it. So that's the reason why even it's signing to us as an artist, we have the leg up because we actually make music and we put records together as opposed to these other labels who sign artists just because they want to be so quick to sign them. They have no idea what to do with them. They don't know. I have no idea what sound to give them. They don't know what type of music to make with them. Nothing. Yeah, I remember I was I was listening to some podcast with Mike Stutter. He was on uh, this dude drama, the short story long podcast, and he was yeah. he was talking about because I think he's like unsigned. I know he has some weird deals, but like I think he's completely unsigned. But he was talking about how when he was going into labels, and like the first thing they said was, "This is how I said it." He's like. 
So what's tell us the difference between you and G Easy? And then immediately when he heard that, he was like, "What the fuck?" And just like, you know what I mean? Didn't wanna. Um, he just com- didn't. You know what I mean? He just didn't agree with it and just walked out. But like, yeah, bro. Um, it's crazy to think that those are the people that are. Uh, like some of the people are like that that are kind of in control of people's fate and music in general. Yeah. You need to watch some uh, internet money uh, tutorials to, to learn <laughs> what a 808 is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's just one of the many things we got to deal with. Man, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> what do you what do you want to talk about bro i'm i'm not holding anything whatever you want to know bro i got you um let me go to some of these questions i got a bunch of questions it's actually hard to do this with like every room around me is making music right now yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's just fucking making beats right now that's so lit though i can't even hear it though yeah. you can't even hear it on the thing yeah, nah. That's because my room's like at the top in the far corner. Yeah, you can but hear like, like the bass. Hit. I think because like those headphones don't really pick up bass, so it's like. <laughs> yeah. But um. It's crazy. How long after you started producing did you put out music? Any? Oh, this is a good one. Any, <laughs> any good tips on recruiting producers for a team? How do you feel about people that are trying to like, um, you know, like recruit producers and um, through the internet and make a team? This is the thing that people don't understand about me is like, I'm never the type of person to be like, oh, they got the best beats. I want to sign them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've always kind of looked at like, how would they work well with 12 other producers? Yeah, yeah. So like, for example, I remember when I did a beat star seminar and I met Casey Supreme there. Casey Supreme didn't have the best beats. Casey Supreme wasn't the biggest online, none of that. But he stayed at my Airbnb and we just connected. Like, I was just like, bro, I don't care how good your beats are. I don't care if your branding's right. I don't care if you make a million dollars online. I just want to help you out and put you in a position to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like and it's the, like we were, that's kind of me with everybody I kind of scout in general. That's how you do it, though. It's like we were talking about earlier. It, it's like the person, not like it doesn't matter how good their beats are, whatever you're doing. Like, I feel like it depends on the person. But yeah, keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really it, bro. I mean, every every person on Internet Money is here for a different reason. And, like, I, but it all boils down to that one key, like, thing. Like, do I feel, do I feel like they would fit well yeah. with 12 other producers and work well? Because it really is a family. And even now, like, it's hard to even add new producers to this shit because we're all so close. And anybody that gets added in them, yeah. it's just, like, super awkward. Just coming They're not into in on the, the inside uh, joke. Yeah. Just coming into the... And even then, like, a lot of people has been here since the start, you know what I mean? So... They really had to work their way up with me in general in the industry, and now it's so easy to get a placement. Like, they feel like they didn't earn it. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of the like um, questions that I got when I put that on my Instagram story was, "How do I how do I join Internet Money?" <laughs> Bro, I'm really not even looking for producers right now. But I mean, in in time, I'm gonna have to do that. Like, like I said, I just got Nick Mayer, crazy pub deal. I got Jr. crazy pub deal. Like, I don't want I want Internet Money to be a stepping stone and platform for producers to get where they need to get in the industry and kind of getting helped on period. So I, <laughs> I don't know. It needs, I, I, I might have to find more and then get them pub deals and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like I just like putting people on and helping them out. Cause I, where would I be if bird never helped me out? You know what yeah. I mean? I'd probably be stuck right now. So I like to, you know, 
how many like how many like or not producers how many like artists could you see yourself having like being able to manage them all you know what i mean because you have what two official ones right now yeah i got two official ones we got contracts out to like three other ones right now but um really bro honestly i know alamo wants me to just have three for the time being yeah but i mean i've i manage producers and artists like i I have a lot of people i gotta manage it's not it's not really hard bro i like being busy yeah so every day i could just spend x amount of days focusing on this artist and then that artist and you know i could do probably seven artists right now if i really wanted to and really like give them a hundred percent like seven artists yeah it's always good to be i feel like being busy is important like the busier you are the more shit you're gonna get done yeah and I, I don't know it's gonna be the same way once trevor daniel gets where he needs to be then it's like all right i gotta sign another fucking artist because this kid's taking off and it doesn't require much work for me so i want to keep myself busy you know what i mean yeah so could you see yourself approaching like um artists that are like popping off on soundcloud a little bit that are still independent you know what i mean or do you want yeah i mean i'm, I'm open to everybody i'm yeah. not really just looking for people who aren't really known like it really just depends you gotta understand that like it, it's such a signing frenzy right now to sign any artist who has x amount of plays or whatever to where i kind of i'm not a i'm not a um what do they call it there's people there's a and r's and labels who just strictly care about numbers they yeah, don't care yeah, if the music's good sure. they don't care if the kid's a star they don't care if shit how's the numbers they're a numbers person i'm not a numbers person at all i'll sign a kid who has 200 plays as long as i feel like there's something there I could do something with this kid. You know what I mean? That's good though. That's the I mean that's the way to do it, dude. That's like yeah, that's and that's like really what kind of sets us apart, and the reason why people invest in me so much is because I do have that mentality of like I'm gonna take this kid, I'm gonna make chicken salad out of chicken shit, and I'm gonna <laughs> prove everybody wrong. And if you don't fuck with it, you don't fuck with it. But just don't be afraid or upset in a year whenever you hear this kid's name everywhere because I developed him from nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Chicken salad out of chicken shit. Never heard yeah, that one. <laughs> but, uh, but nah, it's, it's, it's making the rounds up, bro. Internet money is becoming fucking huge. And it's, it, we, it hasn't even hit us how big this shit's becoming. And, like, I don't even know how You guys are just so it, used to it, though. I feel like, for me, looking at it as a... I, I wouldn't say we're used to it. The best analogy for this shit is, like, you're in the middle of a hurricane. And if yeah. you're in the eye, it's calm. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the outside of that shit, the walls and shit is crazy. But we're just in the middle. We're just so focused. Like, we don't even realize, like, how big we are. Yeah, for sure. But there's sometimes where we're just like, wow, this is really happening right well, now. Well, that's what the, I feel like that's what the the documentaries and the vlogs or whatever you want to do, that's, like, what that's good for is just looking back. Because you're going to look back and be like, oh, shit, we were in, in the eye of a hurricane that whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was going to say, uh, we got, like, ten more minutes of this. But I've been asking everyone this question since I thought of it. But... It's a very cliche thing, but I'm interested in knowing. Like, where where do you see the Taz Taylor brand? Where do you see the Internet Money brand in, like, the next three to five years? We'll say three years, just because okay. I know things are happening quickly, and five is Yeah, kinda, I don't even know what I'm doing yeah, tomorrow, yeah. and you're asking me three years. <laughs> well, um, I feel like three is good for the pace you guys are moving at right now. Okay. Uh, honestly, bro, Internet Money would be one of the biggest labels and have a lot of like staff, A&R, everything like that. I would have some of the biggest artists in the game. I mean, I've already been a part of some of the biggest artists in the game. And, um, you know, it'll be to the point where other producers who are all, who are on internet money now are kind of doing their own things. Like, I don't want people to just be internet money forever. 
Um, like Nick said, he wanted to go like do DJ shit. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe do his own label or whatever. I'm 100% for that. Yeah. I want every person on internet money to get to the point where they need to get. And um, yeah, man, just everybody flourishing and like what they should be. Like all my brothers went in, everybody, we're all at different places helping each other eat still. And um, me just really kind of, I'm, I'm really going to step back from producing in a sense and more so just be a, a label executive. That's probably what it's really going to be. When you say, when you say you want to be Jimmy Iovine or bigger than Jimmy Iovine, do you want to be like a behind the scenes Jimmy Iovine or do you want to be like known in the industry and kind of known to like if someone I mean, just there's saw people, you in the There's people who are just as big as Jimmy Iovine, if not bigger. Yeah. You just don't hear about yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But you hear about Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. So I mean that answers that. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Um, anything else you want to say? <laughs> Yeah, man. Shout out to Kyle. Appreciate you for bringing me on this shit, bro. Um, Thanks for anytime coming. Anytime you want to come out to LA, anytime you're welcome to come kick it at the crib and stay here, just let me know. Let's get it. Uh, I'll be just vlogging. Don't, don't believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely vlog for sure. Anything anything that y'all hear about Taz or Internet Money, just take that shit with half bullshit, bro. Internet Money wouldn't be able to be this strong right now if we didn't like each other. We all, if I was fucking people over doing that shit. Anybody just saying that shit is just strictly mad because they're not making the moves we're making. And yeah, man, everybody out there grinding this shit from an internet producer to people who's not on the internet and just want to be an industry or people who even just want to start making beats right now. All this shit's possible. Never let anybody try to tell you what you're worth. You always like understand what your worth is first and foremost and then try to get that every time. And just don't tell no, don't take no from anybody. You know what I mean? And don't be afraid to speak your mind, period. People be afraid to stand up for shit that they believe in or say like how they really feel about shit. Really stand next to your word on things because it's going to take you even further as opposed to being a yes man and sitting back and just saying yeah to everything even when you don't agree with it. 100%. And that's pretty much it. That was huge. Be authentic yeah. to you, who you are. Yes, 100%. Authenticity yeah. is everyone can fucking see you when you're authentic and when you're not. Yeah, man, big facts. But yeah, life, life's great right now. It's just like, you know, I'm just trying to prosper and take, to see what the next level is. You know what I mean? For me and internet money and life in general, I'm trying to just be happy, man. Let's get it. Well, um, that's a great way to end this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thank you for coming through. I know you're very busy. Um, but yeah, hopefully in the future, this podcast will grow. We will both grow in what we're doing and we can come back and do nice. another one and talk about the... Hey, bro, on the way. You should, you should, you should do other people earn that money too. Don't just stop at me and Nick. Bro, I'm trying. Go, go get Casey <laughs> Supreme. Trying. Go get Side Piece. Go get every person, bro. Let them tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit everyone for sure. Yeah, you should. Um, just, um, just gotta be a little bit spread out, you know. I got you. I got you. I got you. But um, but yeah, let's get it. Thanks for coming through. All right, so that was it. A great podcast, another great podcast. They've all been phenomenal so far. Um, this one was extra special to me just because Taz is the dude that through his vlogs, through his old vlogs, first kind of got me to um, concentrate on beats. And that's what I'm doing today. But yeah, I hope you guys are able to learn something from that. I hope you guys got something out of that. I was inspired so much after just listening to it that I listened to it again. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you haven't left a rating, go leave a rating. I'm going to drop another one of these next Wednesday with a guest to be announced. So 
If you haven't followed me on Instagram and Twitter, at Kyle Garvin Beats. And uh, yeah, that's it. KB Podcast, 25% off Beats and Drum Kits. And until the next one, I will see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Peace.